I'll get you next time. Inspector Gadget. Hey, retro lovers. Welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. So I'm Alex. And I'm Jocelyn. And this is Nostalgia Junkies. Woo. Well, intro. So I was watching TV last night, and the preview for the new season of Belair came out. Are you familiar with what Belair is? No. You know, West Philadelphia, born oh, and raised on the playground. Bel Air. Bel Air. Yeah. Yeah. So you Bel- said Blair, and I was thinking oh, like no, no. Blair Witch Project. I'm no, like, this, that's this not is, something he'd be listen, interested in. So the new Fresh Prince, well, it's not really Fresh Prince, the new Bel Air Project is mm-hmm. pretty, it seems kind of dark. So I guess it is the, you know, the Belair Witch Project. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, I, I was I saw the trailer for it, and I mean I know I know it's a revival, but it seems to have none of like the levity that the old show had. That's gonna be interesting. I think one of the things that people love the most about the Fresh mm-hmm. Prince was the levity. I mean, it's still catchy and gets people upbeat moods. And look, I you, mean, I play it at, at my shows exactly, all the time. and people just like catch on. They're like, "Oh yeah, this yeah. is a great song," and they're singing, and it's perfect. Well, I think I think they're going for like instead of doing the comedy, doing the drama. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I saw the trailer for it, or the preview for season two, mm-hmm. and I want to see it, but it's definitely I maybe I need to go watch the first one to actually put an opinion on this. But it's definitely not my like need to watch pile just from the trailers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. Yeah, like you said, you can't really put a branding on it until you watch it. Because sometimes they skew trailers to be mm-hmm. more comedic or more dramatic. I mean, I, I would rather watch like All American on CW. I feel like it, it that genre of taking shows and just making them that drama and pushing that agenda. Like, I'm, I'm. It's been so done at this point. Yeah, I've got enough drama going on in other aspects of life. I don't need to see it on a TV. I, I want a good old-fashioned, like, 90s-quality sitcom. That's what I loved about WandaVision when WandaVision did that. Oh, yeah. WandaVision did a great job of kind of just going through the various sitcom tropes. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a good 90s-quality or just a really a good sitcom. Yeah, I mean, I haven't found any, but that's also because I don't really watch much new TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I was a, watching old stuff. Yeah, I'm a creature of comfort. It helps me if I know what's already happening. Like, you know, I, mean, so. I, I liked Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. I liked Mike and Molly. I liked like the Chuck Lorre stuff. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't really call them a sitcom. Like, no. It's not like that family quality, like family matters. Yeah, or like Full House. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, the Full House just got a revive. We got a, They're doing Fuller House on Netflix. I don't think it's the same. I've seen a couple oh, episodes. It's, it's so it's different. Not. Saved by the Bell came back with Saved by the Bell, whatever it was. Yeah, they're doing a lot of like remakes, and I feel like you just can't hit those remakes as well as you hit the originals. It's like that nine, that late eighties to like early nineties era of of shows was phenomenal. Like that, mm-hmm. all those all those TGIF shows. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring back. Yeah. And they're not doing a good job with it. You know, Boy Meets World, phenomenal. You know Mm -hmm. I love Boy Meets World. Yes, you are an adoring fan of Boy Meets World. Girl Meets World, while not being a terrible show, was not a great show. Yeah. It had great episodes, 
But I feel like almost every episode of Boy Meets World, other than maybe a handful, they were all great episodes. Michael Jacobs did a phenomenal job. I had at like we watched I put you through the gauntlet that one night. Yeah, you hit me with all the emotional episodes and I was like, I'm not emotionally prepared for this, but yeah, okay, I'll cry on the couch until two in the morning. That's fine. And from Eric trying to adopt Tommy. Oh my gosh. To Chet Hunter passing away. No. <laughs> to Eric not being able to adopt Tommy. Oh. To Tommy saying, I hate you and I don't want to see you again. Oh my gosh. Fine. I'm gonna start crying. I'm mad at you. That's like, not fair. It was like, but you, we haven't captured that again. <laughs> You're actually crying. You can't say these things, Alex. You know me, okay? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. We haven't really had that revival. But I was thinking about this last night after seeing this trailer because that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. You know what show I would love to see come back? No, what one? So they did a revival of the show on Netflix as a complete reboot with a dark twist. I want to bring back the original actress and have it be a continuation of her story. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, you know what? I think that would be fun. Could you imagine Sabrina the single mom witch? Melissa Joan Hart just killing it. Yeah, which I mean, we've already seen her in that kind of role. There was Melissa and Joey that was on ABC Family in the late 2010s. Yep. It was her and Joey Lawrence, mm-hmm. and if you did, I don't know if you watched that show, but it no. was it was phenomenal. And Ryder, someone, I think his name was Ryder, but he played the nephew, which was like her adopted son. He's the one that went on to uh, be the kid, the older brother in Jurassic World. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got and it. And then he was in that show on Hulu, Teacher, mm-hmm. with Kate Mara. Oh, the creepy one. Yeah, super creepy. Which, so Would like not that, recommend. That show has like put forth some great actors mm-hmm. and has some great chemistry out of Melissa Joan Hart and Joey Lawrence in that kind of role. Yeah. I think that doing a revival of Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Melissa Joan Hart's character re-raising, or not re-raising, raising her daughter or her son with their powers coming into play mm-hmm. would be phenomenal. How would you do... The cat. I I think you'd have to have that same same type of cat. It would have to be the really bad. Oh yeah, that was like part of the whole show. Exactly, and that's like what I think old, that like people. The fake puppet. I feel like people are trying to move away from the terribleness of the fake puppet kind of era, but uh, they is, need this it. Is, this is why I think the best black witchcraft cat from the nineties is Salem over Banks. Binks from Hocus Pocus? Uh, yeah. Or Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I think Salem because I just think it, he had more screen time. Well, he had more screen time. <laughs> and his cartoon, like, com- not cartoon, his cartoony comical And his antics. sarcasm was just, oh, his sarcasm. Unmatched, unrivaled. <laughs> it, was, it was great. But, you know, as we're talking about these revival shows from the 90s, I think oh. we kind of have to talk about the 90s show. Oh, 90s yeah. Show. I wasn't even thinking about that one. I was thinking about How I Met Your Father. But that's oh. like a 2000s revival. And I, I still have not watched it yet. I haven't either. I've seen snippets and I'm just like, I love Hillary Duff, but I don't know if I love Hillary Duff in that. So but. I saw a picture of Neil Patrick Harris on the set. I saw that too. And I, I have not seen a single episode of the show. This is complete speculation. What if Hillary Duff's character in How I Met Your Father is Barney's daughter from the last season of How I Met Your Mother? Well, I don't know. 
Like, how I guess we'll cool have to watch be? it. I know we have to watch that. But I was, I was like, that '90s show. Yes, that I have seen snippets of that. I know that you've watched it, right? I, I have. Was the best parts the returning cast? No, the best. I mean, so it depends. the The best part were Red and Kitty. Obviously, like just that was it. They were the you best know, part about the show originally. You know, Donna was great. Eric was great. They weren't in the show as much as I hoped. It was like they each, even, even Ashley Kutcher's character, they were back for like a scene. Oh, so like cameos? Yeah. One of like, his son is the like the lead boy. Mm, okay. And it was like, I think it was something Kelso. And he was like trying to shake his dad's persona and like the, the image of Kelso being like kind of a jagoff. Yep. But the best part were Red and Kitty and them adapting to the 90s times. Oh my gosh. I just I remember seeing like one image or or like preview snippet that was like red telling Kitty, don't feed them, they'll stay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, that's red, and I'm so glad he's back. Well, if you remember <laughs> one of the, the big stores in the nineties were Radio Shack and like Brookstone. Yeah. And they sold massage chairs. Mm-hmm. Red gets a massage chair at the mall. <gasps> And I'm so by, excited for him. This is by far one of my favorite scenes from the show. He gets the massage chair from the mall. Yeah. He sits in, he's like at the massage chair and he's like, he's like yelling at the mall, like at the kids. And the guy's like, just sit down, sit down for a second. He's like, I'm not going to buy this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to put a foot in your, oh my God. This is <laughs> I'm just going to sit here when y'all want to come find me. Let me know. And he's like, oh my so gosh. Relaxed. So he's like at home. The kids have done something stupid. Kitty's pissed off, and he's like, "Kitty, you need to relax. You're too <laughs> uptight." And she's like, "Red, I don't like this." And he's just like, just like so relaxed and so peaceful and calm the entire time. And she's like, "I don't like what this chair is doing." He goes unplugs it. And he's in the mid sentence. I'm gonna. <laughs> he's like so angry, and it is the funniest thing. That's amazing. Oh yeah. my! God. It sounds like what we will be <laughs> in oh our God. future. I want to make kitty margaritas and then you can get a massage chair. How's that sound? I'm I'm fine with that. Okay, great. But I love so this plan for us. Speaking of things <laughs> coming back in 90s shows and revivals, there is a popular 90s cartoon that ran for three years that just got revealed that they're bringing back the toy line of the cartoon. You Biker, told me, I was going to say you told me this. Yes. Do you remember the name of it? Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars. Mm-hmm. The uh, Nacelle Company, which is the company that has done toys that made us and movies that made us, and they do the toy passport. For, like, I toy stores love the that stuff that they do. Those videos were great, or those movies were great, and then the toy passport is very, very fun. I love the toy passport. It's I it it makes me want to go to more toy stores, which is definitely something you enjoy. Yes, and Brandon's store Retro Junk is actually a toy store in the toy passport. Yes. When is he getting a stamp? Do we know? Uh, we don't know when he's getting a stamp, but he is currently opening up his new store. Brandon has been a very busy, busy man, and we hope busy, to get him back on the podcast very bee. soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So Biker Mice from Mars is coming back. The original show that came out in 1993 from 1996 had voice actors like Ron Paulson mm-hmm. from Pinky in the Brain. Okay. Ian Ziering, who went on to do Sharknado, mm-hmm. and Brad Garrett, who was Robert Perone, also known as the Jimmy Johns guy. Jimmy John's. Done you, Jimmy John's. Great. Yeah, so the uh, the company that produced the toys mm-hmm. was Galoop. Galoop. That's a fun name. 
And you remember what toys they made other than Biker Mice from Mars, right? No, I have no idea. I'll get you next time. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Nice. I love that Dr. Claw voice. I know you do. You use it frequently. It just comes so natural to me. (laughs) (laughs) What this time, Jocelyn? Nothing. (laughs) Well, you know who the voice of, of Dr. Claw was, right? No. Frank Welker, Megatron. Oh, your favorite. Soundwave. Your favorite. From Mm -hmm. Gremlins. Also your favorite. I love Gremlins. It's your favorite Christmas movie, which is mind-blowing, but okay. Yeah, so Biker Mice from Mars is coming back. Mm -hmm. I know we watched a few episodes of the old cartoon, and it was was pretty good. Yeah, because we found it some random DVD. VHS. VHS. VHS, baby. VHS. Found some random VHS tape, and you were like, oh my gosh, look at this old cartoon from the 90s. And it was Listen, like a dollar. I love my Ninja Turtles knockoffs. I think you that's do. very evident with the case of Street Sharks. That's right to your left. Right to my left. Yes, right to your left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that whole era of like the 90s. I mean, it's very nostalgic to me. I think mm-hmm. that we really had a big thing with anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, there was a lot of that going on. Like, it was all about mixing... giving animals new life. Yeah, it was. It was weird. It was all about mixing humans and animals in different ways. There was a whole... They all had to do with science and experiments. Listen, did you know that? You noticed that? Yeah, they all did. Mm-hmm. And I, listen, I don't know what it was that the '90s had for animals, but animals were like the big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Like we went from what ninjas. Turtles, the dinosaurs, the all animal, mm-hmm. like zoo books. Oh yeah, animals. it was everything. Well, I'm just I'm wondering, is this what kind of like spur something that helps spur us on as a generation to help eliminate animal testing in products? Possibly. <laughs> like we were in like inundated with it like testing all these different science things on animals and like the evil labs and stuff like that right oh i could definitely see that with like the way that they spiked up everything with animals that, oh, that yeah. we our whole generation like no more testing on animals mm-hmm. i mean veggie tales taught me not to eat vegetables obviously i mean after watching veggie tales i didn't want to kill bob or larry who would no they're my veggie tales yes so you know, a couple weeks ago, every or every week, I guess, we post on Instagram mm-hmm. a blue versus red. Yes. Do you want the blue pill or do you want the red pill? I like these. They they mm-hmm. actually cause some discourse if they're done correctly because oh. they they make it a tough choice. But well, I, I love when there's like, especially with the way that we do it, where there's like multiple shows, not just this or that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's- no, you can't have just one thing on the blue pill and one thing on the red pill. You have to have multiples, and you cannot have any of the other ones exactly. that are in the opposite pill. They exist. They just don't. They no longer exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. So on our Instagram page, on Nostalgia Junkies podcast, we post these red and blue pills that people vote on, mm-hmm. and it's like, what would you rather have? And it's funny because some weeks it is a complete landslide in one direction, and some some weeks it is just neck and neck, like forty five, fifty five. Mm-hmm. It gets pretty interesting, pretty dicey there. Mm-hmm. But the other week we posted a WB Kids, kind of going back to, you know, the podcast that Joe and I did months ago. Yep. About would you prefer the blue pill of Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Freakazoid, or X-Men and Pokemon? 
or the red pill. The red pill of Batman, Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers, The Tick, Static Shock, or Dragon Ball Z, or and Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I was like, or this. Or the, yeah, it's, and, it's, and it's that. all all encompassing. And I gotta admit, admit, like I think every single show on this is a banger. I mean, I wouldn't particularly turn them on to watch them, but I wouldn't mind watching them. Honey, you know me. I I'm, I feel offended. I feel offended over here. All right, go to your safe space, Snowflake. Wow. wow. I'm spicy tonight. Yes, you are. I mean, listen, I, I could see Batman is a terrible show. Especially Excuse Batman me. <laughs> I, Excuse me. I am picking the red pill just for Batman. I know. You, you are picking the red pill solely for Batman. Yeah. And I am going with the blue pills, honestly, just for X-Men and Pokemon. Like, Ninja Turtles, the cartoon is great. I'm not the biggest Ninja Turtle toy collector. No, there's too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more Street Sharks. If you had Street Sharks on one side and Ninja Turtles on the other, I'm going Street Sharks all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. Uh, you're a red pill. I'm a blue pill. I'm curious, what are you? In the comments, let us know down below. Are you mm-hmm. a blue pill? Do you like Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Freakazoid, X-Men, and Pokemon? Or are you a red pill with Batman, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, The Tick, Static Shock, and Dragon Ball Z? I think the uh, the hardest one for me to have to get rid of was Static Shock. Yeah, that one. I knew you liked that one. That and Power Rangers. But like you know, I feel like Power Rangers, it's so campy. Static Shock was just, it was such a generational cartoon. All right. Yeah. But what do you uh, say we get into what we're talking about tonight? Let's do it. You want to tell people what we're talking about tonight? We're talking about the 1993 classic Steven Spielberg's We're Back. Which is actually funny because you know, he was an executive producer on that movie. He didn't direct it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. They, they put his name right at the top. Yeah, where a director's name should be. Well, because you know what came out in 1993 as well. Ah, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park came out in June of 1993. It was the top rated or top grossing movie when you were born. Yes, it is. They say that, you know, the movie that came out on the year that you were born is how your year's going to go. I guess I'm uh, dealing with dinosaurs. I'm turning 30. Woo. I'm dirty 30. Dinosaur 30. Dinosaur 30. Dinosaur 30. <gasps> oh. Oh. Okay. Well, but yeah, so Dress Park came out in June, and then We're Back came out in November. It did? Yeah. Okay. Which, what was it? Like, I know we already kind of talked about this, of going like ninja, turtles, dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. What was it that specifically in 1993, and then like in a couple years after that, that dinosaurs were just like the hot thing? I don't know, but every time we talked about like something hyper-focused on like a, a year focused on on different subjects. I just think of the guy from the History Channel with the crazy hair. Dinosaurs. Aliens. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, we had Jurassic Park. Yes. We Amazing movie. 10 out of 10. We had We're Back. Yes. We had Extreme Dinosaurs, which was the spinoff of Street Sharks. I think as kids, we were just all obsessed with dinosaurs. We also, I don't know if you remember this movie. It's like, uh, it's its a really underrated dinosaur movie. Pre-hysteria. I don't know that one. Oh, and what about Land Before Time? Well, Land Before Time. All of those. What about Dinosaurs, the actual movie from Disney, and Dinosaurs, the TGIF sitcom? Yeah. What, you don't remember Pre-hysteria? No. Oh, it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But dinosaurs, they're already strong, like little mini dinosaurs. 
Hmm. No. Obviously, if you remember pre-hysteria, let us know because yeah, that was a, a great like great '90s movie. I'm trying to look and see around the room if there are any more dinosaur things from the the early '90s. How about the on the whole Megazord? All the Megazord were dinosaurs. Yeah, that's true. Like the di- like, listen, the '90s had a hard on for dinosaurs. I'm just gonna say it right now. The '90s had a hard on. That's for dinosaurs. a really weird way to put that. It's true though. They were very obsessed. They were mm, dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. 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 Okay. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> we should start talking about we're back. Um, we're, we're back had a great voice acting cast. Oh my gosh, it was stacked. We had John Goodman. Yep. Jay Leno. Yep. Julia Child. Yep. I actually know who all these people are, by the way. Yardley Smith, who is the voice of Lisa oh. Simpson. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. It was honestly, I believe, I might be wrong on this. Other than Lisa Simpson, Cecilia Nuthatch in We're Back is the only other animated character that she has ever voiced. That's crazy. And our last but not least, Captain New Eyes, Walter Cronkite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a very stacked cast. And sorry, I forgot one more. Martin Short. How could you forget Martin Short? Because I always got him confused with Steve Martin as a kid. Steve Martin and Martin Short, the funniest show in town at the moment. Listen, they always put Steve Martin and Martin Short together. I literally thought the person's name was Steve Martin Short. (laughs) (laughs) I was a child. (laughs) I was just a young and crazy guy. (laughs) Okay, so talking about We're Back, though, stacked vocal cast. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty pretty easy to follow Mm storyline, which was awesome for a kid. Awesome one-liners. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Ah, what do I look like? A chick? What do I look like? You are obsessed with that line. I love that line. Oh, because you know who played the mom of Bird, right? No. Danny DeVito's wife, Real Perlman. Oh, cool. Carla from Cheers. Oh, I love her. Yeah. See, you have to, like, say something that I know them in. <laughs> I know, I know. But, yeah, I mean, the voice actor cast is phenomenal. Like, there are mm-hmm. other names that we haven't named that are also just great. Yep. But... Very easy to follow. Dinosaurs that are taken out of their timeline, given some brain grain cereal, and then dropped in mid-future New York, a.k.a. the present day of 1993. Yep, in order to fulfill some children's wishes to see dinosaurs for real. And what I really enjoyed about this movie is them being dropped in the middle of New York has set off like this chain reaction of wishes being fulfilled in little ways that they don't come right out and say. You just observe it in the background. Um, from, you know, kids getting a, a gift that they wanted, like a hat or, um, people finding their families and being people getting a friend, people getting a friend. Exactly. Um, seeing dinosaurs alive and well. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that theme running through the movie that obviously I didn't pick up on as a child with inattentive ADHD. The fact that I sat through a movie and remembered it. That it was on <laughs> was a big thing. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was good. There were just a couple of things that I wasn't too keen on, but mm-hmm. I think we'll get into those in a minute. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to first talk about the names. Because, oh, you know, I, I have an issue with the names. Yeah. Captain New Eyes, who's supposed to be this like great and phenomenal person from the future. No, I don't think he's from the future. I think he he's from, from that the future. He's from a future time 
where all species have learned to get along. It's a line in the movie. Then Professor Screw-Eyes doesn't make sense. Professor Screw-Eyes is his brother who travels back in time to do evil things. Okay, I guess that does make more sense. But then we'll we'll get to this later. Like, you know, when he's then abandoned at the end of the movie, I guess we'll just do it now. (laughs) He's abandoned in the movie. Why is he abandoned if he also is traveling through time? Right? Because couldn't he just go somewhere else? Unless Professor New Eyes dropped him off in the past. Yeah. I Listen, there, there's a, while the movie is really good, there are a lot of like open-ended things that just there's are not answered. There's a lot of loopholes. Yeah. But so the naming of the dinosaurs, the naming of the dinosaurs. There are four dinosaurs in this movie. There's a T-Rex, a pterodactyl, a triceratops, and an apotosaurus. The T-Rex gets the medal and is named by Captain New Eyes and Vorb, the little alien dude, Rex. Yep. So we are now under the impression that all of these dinosaurs have been named by Captain New Eyes. Mm-hmm. They don't choose their name. The name is given to them based upon their appearance. Well, that and I think their personality. Is their personality derived from their name or the name derived from personality? Because listen, they just had the brain grain. How are you going to give them the name without seeing how they act? I don't know. But, so, the T-Rex is Rex. You know, oh, hmm, very difficult. The pterodactyl's name, Elsa. Mm-hmm. Very just... Flirty. Na- yeah, it was kind of a weird name to give a pterodactyl. Yeah. Especially when your pterodactyl in uh, Land Before Time was Petrie. I think it was meant to be, like, something out there, like, different. And or was ex- it to be sensual with all of her flirting with Rex? Yeah, I don't know. Hold me in your arms, big boy. And she had these big eyelashes, too. Yeah, well, they definitely feminized the pterodactyl. Yeah. Or sexualized, I should say. Between her flirting, yeah. the way that she's moving. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, like, I have a dinosaur fetish. But, like, she definitely was, like, they were trying to be, like, mm, look at the dinosaur and look how much she really wants to be with the T-Rex. Yeah, it was weird. That's one of the things I don't like about this movie. Yeah. But then, you know, there was the Triceratops, which I absolutely love. And his name was Woog. Yeah, big Which, fan of Woog. Where does that name come from? Like, oh, ah, my name's Woog. Mm-hmm. And then I feel so bad for the Apatosaurus, which if we're going based upon looks, the name fits. The name mm-hmm. fits. But, yo, you really, you had to name the Apatosaurus Dweeb. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel so bad. Well, they had to hit all the characteristics in the four dinosaurs. Like, yes. All the generalized characteristics. The leader of the pack, Rex. Yep. The girl. The female. F- yeah, the, the super girl. feminine. Yeah. Um, the the nerdy-ish, kind of dopey dweeb. Yeah, dopey guy. And then the... um the big one. Woog. Yeah, the, you know, buddy-buddy with everybody. Yeah. The, I mean, listen, they had the same thing in Power Rangers with Bulk. His name was Bulk, and he was just a big boy. They have the Triceratops. Yeah. Woog, he's a big boy. Who, who likes, likes hot, hot dogs. dogs. Hey, you want a hot dog? <laughs> Let me say that again. You want a hot dog? <laughs> it was all <laughs> it was the dang hot dogs. Oh my gosh, that man, that the man, that Triceratops obsession with hot dogs. It was pretty intense. But like, hot dogs were a big thing in the nineties. Yeah. So this movie hit on a lot of like the niche nineties mm-hmm. points, like hot dogs, dinosaurs, um, song, New York. Yeah. They had their own. They had their own uh, original Forcing song. Children into relationships. Yeah, I don't like that. 
they definitely forced a relationship between Louis and Cecilia that mm-hmm. did not need to happen. Well, it's like it's funny. So like we know that the, so the kids run away from home to go join the circus. Yep. And Cecilia running away makes sense. She's been kind of abandoned by her parents because her parents are too busy with work, too busy be, being a socialite. 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 That's what I said. No. Yeah. And it just it 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 makes sense. She doesn't have family there. It's literally Thanksgiving and there's yeah. no one else in the apartment. Her Which parents are off on a vacation. makes We're Back a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, yes. But yeah, it so does. Cecilia running away makes sense. Louie running away makes absolutely no sense. The boy is just being stupid. He's a prideful nine-year-old. I'm guessing, like, that's the age range that I think he would be in. Nine or ten. But yeah, so, like, he's running away from home because his mom kissed him. In public. It's not manly. Mm-hmm. He's got two loving parents who care about him, and he decides to vamoose and make a floating raft. In- <laughs> that gets squashed by the dinosaurs. Uh, makes no sense. Which I will say, his line about his mom kissing him not being manly has a perfect circle with the end of it. Low, Low battery. Yeah. <laughs> I will say his line about his mom uh, kissing him not being manly comes up with a perfect circle at the end of the movie when Cecilia kisses him and he goes stop don't kiss me it's not manly mm-hmm. and she goes you're right you should be kissing me yeah which is like a great line but also terrible for nine year olds right yeah which I, I okay and think about like who voiced her or her mm-hmm I, w- I should have looked into the voice actor for him because I'm wondering if he was actually voiced by a child. Because he kind of has like more of a kid voice, but he could have been voiced by an adult just doing yeah. a child voice. Yeah. But if he's it voiced by a like child... It does sound like it's not dropped. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, if he's voiced by a child and now is the voice of an adult... Mm. Like, <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. Not but, a fan of that. I mean, the movie had some great parts, though. Obviously. It wouldn't be memorable in one of our cherished... Watch back movies if it didn't. Um, I think the song. The song is just I- iconic. Roll back to rock. Turn back the clock. Mm-hmm. The 20th century appeals to me. Like it's such like it. It was a great song. Great song. Rex is singing from beginning to end mm-hmm. about the movie. Just like little, or well, really John Goodman, little scooting little, and scatting. Yeah, that's a great part. I also really enjoyed the just classic animation style that everything's a little bit exaggerated. Like mm-hmm. the swaying is a little bit longer. The the walking's a little bit longer. Like it just, it feels like one of those classic cartoons uh, that they're just nice. They're just nice. Well, and the, the difference in the animation style between the dinosaurs on brain grain oh, yeah. versus off brain grain. They did such a good job between making the, when they're smart and like, Bubbly dinosaurs. And not... Not vicious monsters. Terrorizing. But when, they, when they're yeah. the nice dinosaurs, like having a brighter animation style mm-hmm. versus the jagged lines and heavy detail work. Yeah. When they're... And savage. the smaller eyes without the pupils. Yeah, like the, the evil eyes versus like the cartoony... Yeah. They even like... The eyes even switch places on their heads when they... The whole shape of the head switches. Yeah. They do a great job with that. Makes it very easy for a kid to distinguish without it being like weird... And campy. Yeah. No, they just they did a great job with all of that. I absolutely love the song. I love the circus parade montage where they're 
dancing up and down the street. Not a circus parade. Sorry. The um, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade. Yes. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. (laughs) Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade. That's great. We all know what Thanksgiving's really about. The The parade. parade. The parade? You don't even watch the parade on Thanksgiving. Football, the Puppy Bowl, and the Manchester Road Race. Yes. That that is the four things of Thanksgiving. The four horsemen. <laughs> the four turkeys of Thanksgiving. <laughs> the four turkeymen. <laughs> but yeah. I I know I I was really surprised when they mentioned that it was Thanksgiving in the movie. Well, it, they didn't mention that it was Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, they did. They did. They mentioned that it was Thanksgiving. I promise I paid attention watching this movie. They mentioned it was Thanksgiving and then it was like they mentioned it was close to Thanksgiving time. Where it was like Thanksgiving season or like that weekend. And then it ended up being the parade. Mm-hmm. Which like the only parade that happens that like general time in New York, especially in the nineties. Especially with the was big balloons. Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh yeah, well the, the balloons, yes. Mm-hmm. They uh, they did a good job kind of being creative and having fun with how the dinosaurs would travel through New York and the different kind of chaos that they'd end up in. Um, the themes of like hot dogs, friendship, all this coming together. I Central thought it was... Park, the Museum of Natural History. Mm-hmm. They hit a lot of the ideal New York key moments. Which I, I think this is where uh, the Night at the Museum actually got their idea from. I would hope so. It's a great idea. Well, because the whole purpose of them going to Museum of Natural History was for Dr. Believe to have them be pretending to be statues, mm-hmm. then bring the kids behind the curtain and have the dinosaurs talk to them. Yeah. Like, that, that's really just the night at the museum, like, statues that come to life. Yeah. And I will never not believe that the dinosaurs are alive, and I just can't talk to them because I'm an adult now. You're crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, one, one scene that haunted me from this movie, and I think it haunted you as well, uh, when Professor Screw-Eyes was murdered by a murder, and then just his little screw-eye was left spinning on the floor, and the crow came and picked it up. Really freaking creepy as a kid. Was, Still creepy as an adult. It was trauma. Well, that and, like, the fact that he hypnotized the dinosaurs with the screw-eye. Yeah. Like, there's a huge backstory there that we definitely need more information on. There, there needs to be a sequel or a prequel to this movie that mm-hmm. shows the fall of Screw Eyes. Yeah, the which, fallout between the brothers. Which, so I know we had talked about this the other night. The fact that, so Captain New Eyes' his name is Captain New Eyes. Mm-hmm. And he has two eyes. Yes. Captain Screw Eyes, or sorry, um, Professor <laughs> Screw Eyes mm-hmm. has Screw Eyes, but he has one Screw Eye. His mm-hmm. name is actually Screw Eyes. Which is crazy. Like it is, it is pluralized. Yeah. No, I know. He just only has one Screw Eye. So why is he called Professor Screw Eyes? That's what I want to know. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. We need the prequel. We need the backstory. I agree. But yeah, so, uh, you no. Know, did you want to talk about like what you were upset with about this movie? I think I already covered it. You did? Mm-hmm. With the underage romance? Yeah. And the super pushing of it? Yep. Pretty unfortunate. Yeah. But, but other overall, I think I'd give We're Back a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10? Yeah. I think I could give the movie 7, maybe 8 with like nostalgia lenses. Yeah. The movie was good. It just, it needed a little more depth. I feel like a sequel or 
a prequel to it would have been really good. Yeah, but I mean, like, we're only looking at that through adult lenses. As a True. kid, we love the movie. I think I would have oh, yeah. called it a 9 out of 10, aside from the scary scene at the end with the screw eye. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, this movie as a child, like, I loved it. I watched it over and over and mm-hmm. over again. The one thing that I wish that they did have was more We're Back peripherals, like toys, shirts. Oh, yeah, they didn't you know? have a lot. Well, I think it was, it was one of those, like, one-off movies. Mm-hmm. there wasn't this whole like okay now disney's backing it we have all these toys we have all of this we have a video game there's a comic book yeah t-shirts there was the movie and it was a good movie and that was it and i feel like that's did why they I do was, mcdonald's toys they might have done mcdonald's toys i feel like they did Perhaps mcdonald's toys. yeah but because there wasn't this overarching uh, like abundance of advertising they didn't do a lot of merchandising for it yeah there's it, it's a movie that's kind of fallen by the wayside and i'm wondering if the reason they didn't do a lot of that is because of the just the extraneous amount of dinosaur stuff going on at the time mm-hmm. and the Jurassic Park craze. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. riding on the heels of the Jurassic Park craze. And if Steven Spielberg was a director for Jurassic Park and an executive producer for We're Back, I'm wondering if it was like to invest in both of those for toys would be counterintuitive. Yeah. I can see that, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But should we move on to our last aspect of the night? Yes, we shall. Our trivia. So the other week or another podcast, we started doing trivia questions from 90s trivia at the end of the podcast. And we each picked three cards and we tried to see if we can stump each other with 90s trivia. Okay. Would you like to go first? Yes, I would. Okay. I was feeling spicy, so I think I picked some difficult ones. Oh, you picked some difficult ones? Yes. Man, I picked some nice and easy ones for you. That's nice. You're so considerate. I pick the nice ones and you pick like, do math. I'm in a fighting mood. (laughs) Man, I should pick easier ones. (laughs) I picked these because I know you're tired. Thank you. Okay, what are your your cards? All right. What 90s 1-800 product featured a reading program dedicated to helping children read through phonetics? Hooked on phonics. Yes. That was the easiest one I go. Oh, my gosh. I originally was going to say Rosetta Stone. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. That was for languages. What was it? Hooked on phonics. Okay. This one should be easy. Mm-hmm. What links these clues together? Hinky Winky, Dipsy, Poe. They're the um, Teletubbies. Yes, correct. Thank you. It's the speed that Sandra Bullock had to keep the bus moving at to prevent it from exploding in the action film speed. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> Is it in the 90s? No. 80s? No. I have no idea then. 50 miles an hour. That was it? Yeah. Why do you think it was like 90s? Because I think they made another movie that had the same concept and pushed it up to like 90 miles an I hour. It was like a Keanu Reeves movie. This is the answer that's on the card. We oh, can Google it later. I will Google it later because I'm like, wait, hmm? I still have never seen Speed. I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. I know we, we own it over there. Yeah, we do. We have, I, I have it masses in like, of VHS tapes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to save the hard one for later. I picked one hard one. What popular game had kids throwing slammers at a stack of milk caps? Um, Pogs. Correct. <laughs> what was it? 
Oh, okay. That was it. I thought I was, you, no. you were reading the rest I was of the reading card. The back because I didn't read the back of this card. I like the back of this card. Okay. Ready? This this might be the hardest one for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start giving you clues. And you have to tell me. I'm going to give you three clues and then the question, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not a prude. I'm just highly selective. I'm not clueless as if. I do want to do something for humanity. Oh, and I'm totally butt crazy in love with Josh. Who am I? Can you read him again? Yeah. I'm not a prude. I'm just highly selective. I'm not clueless. As if I do want to do something for humanity. Oh, and I'm totally butt crazy in love with Josh. Who am I? Not a clue. Cher Horowitz, played by Alicia Silverstone from the movie Clueless. Oh. <laughs> you know that that is like one of like my least I loved movies. Love that movie so much. I I feel like Clueless gets more love in it. We will discuss this. Later. I know it's an unpopular opinion. Uh and I know this probably sounds like I just don't like Clueless because I didn't get the answer. I it to be boring. I find Snow Day to be a much better uh, Nickelodeon movie. Clueless is great. Yeah, okay. Whatever. I'm debating on which one I want to give you. No. You already picked the card. You cannot do this. Okay, I'll save this one for next episode then. It's a numbers game. So the answer is just the number. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. It's the total number of friends saying... What's up? In the original 1999 Budweiser commercial. I think it's really funny that you thought I paid attention to Budweiser commercials when in 1999 when I was six years old. Well, they've also replayed this commercial a dozen times and it was redone in the scary movies. Twelve. No. Way more? No. Way less. Way less. Three. Nope. Two. Nope. Four. Nope. Five. There you go. <laughs> You're just gonna say all the numbers. Yeah. Uh huh. So I am. Like how my students are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys, it's a decimal. One point one, one point two, one point three, one point four. I'm like, guys, you're not gonna get it that way. No. Yeah. No, it was, it was five friends, and if I remember correctly, there was the two guys on the couch, the one guy on the phone, the one that guy came in. And there was, I think there was somebody else on the other side of the phone. And that was how they did the, what's up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that from the scary movie stuff. but Yeah. So that was actually the reason how I knew that was because the scary movie like actually did it really well at the mm-hmm. beginning. But yeah, so those were our 90s trivia. If you have any 90s trivia that you want us to ask each other, you know, slide into our DMs on Instagram, send us something on TikTok, just post it in a comment on a video, mm-hmm. comment it down on YouTube. But, you know, remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Woo! All the things. Review. <laughs> yeah, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and review. Uh, it really helps out the podcast when you do it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeart or wherever you're listening to this. But we love what we're talking about. We hope that you enjoy it, too. And if you have any ideas for what we should be talking about, let us know. But I'm Alex. And I'm Jocelyn. And this has been Nostalgia Junkies. Peace. 
That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.